0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans, brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com.
1: Welcome, everyone, to Stoppage Time. Your favorite guys are back with you again this week, and we come bearing tidings of great joy. We have a 2-0 Auburn Tigers soccer team, a ranked Tigers soccer team, and a Tigers team that is really on fire on the offensive end. We had some fun games this past week that Peter and I are here to discuss. Peter, what did you think of the games this past week?
2: All I got to say is 2-0. N-O, and oh. And oh, I guess. 2 oh, and o. Oh. But hey, we got two wins. A road win and a win at home against a ranked team. So I'm ecstatic about this week. I told you I was going to read a thesaurus and have another word besides excited. I am ecstatic this week. Well,
1: look at there, using, using your $10 words. Uh, what about elated? I'm also elated with how Auburn performed this weekend.
2: Yeah, it was really great. It's really encouraging uh, going forward. So, so
1: Peter, like, what, what do we got going on? What are, what are the news and notes this week? What are some things we need to know about this Auburn Tigers, Auburn Tiger team going into this next week?
2: Well, this is a big week for Auburn. Uh, we got a couple of news and notes. First of all, Bree Folds was named to top drawer soccer's national team of the week. You know, I, I talked about recording on Tuesday we're full disclosure we're recording on Tuesday but the reason is because the SEC uh players of the week come out and I really thought Brie Folds would be the SEC player of the week she just had a really uh stellar week we'll talk about her offensive performance later it was actually a player from Ole Miss I got the SEC player of or offensive player of the week but Brie Folds did was named to the national team of the week by top door soccer which is also a great honor in uh uh, you only see a few of uh, players out of all of women's soccer named to that team. And Brie Fultz was one of them this week. And I thought that was a great honor. I think that she really deserved that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, especially I understand the, the one from old um getting player of the week. We will actually talk about that old miss performance later on in our upcoming games, because they thumped Louisiana Lafayette over the weekend. So I totally get from a stats point of view, uh, her getting SEC Player of the Week, but Briefole is definitely great honor to be recognized by Top Drawer Soccer. And we we also have some other news from Top Drawer Soccer, don't we, Peter?
2: Yes, we do. So after starting the season unranked, the Tigers earned some national recognition this week after knocking off Sanford on the road and knocking off number 18 USF in Auburn. The United Soccer Coaches poll ranked the Tigers at number 24. So we started off unranked. Uh, the coaches poll put us at number 24 and top door soccer poll has placed us the Tigers at number 25. Uh, are you good with that after knocking off number 18?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's good. And Auburn got 25 rank votes um, even before the season started. So coaches knew that we were kind of on the fringe, didn't really know what to expect. I think they, they kind of got a better look at this Tigers team as they performed this week. And I made the comment on the live chat on E2C facebook live on monday that i'd like this position for auburn teams historically whether it's soccer whether it's football basketball whatever i like kind of working our way up the ladder i think it gives our team definitely a little more grit and grind to them um and just makes them kind of work for that a little bit more and it lets them kind of figure themselves out rather than coming into the season with high expectations and i think you you agree with that a little bit don't you peter
2: yeah, yeah auburn all of auburn sports football baseball softball soccer uh all of auburn sports has always been you know that blue collar uh mentality uh, and not that white collar you know 55 stars you know we've you know we've worked for uh everything we we get you know we work for our rankings and uh i think that's kind of evident you know i, I like being around you know 10 you know, top 12, I think that's a good place for Auburn sports because it gives Auburn something to work for, you know, that blue collar, uh, blue jersey mentality. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that, they, that they've given us something to work for, and I think we're going to earn it this year.
1: Yeah, so I, I'm definitely excited. I think right where we are gives us a good foothold to to begin that climb up the ladder. So uh, definitely excited for the recognition they got, and I, li- I like the spot that they're in right now, and I think this team is going – going to to make some waves and uh, maybe give me another week and I may have a bold prediction for us on how far this Auburn team will
2: go. Hey, I'm going to have a bold prediction at the end of this uh, podcast today, so just stay tuned. Uh, But we did have a game this week, uh, or actually two matches. Uh, Auburn traveled to Birmingham to play Samford on Thursday night. Uh, In the 13th minute, Rocio Sanders set up the free kick, which fell to Brie Folds. Folds lifted the ball over the keeper for the Auburn goal. Uh, 1-0 Auburn. Sanders was credited with the assist on that goal. In the 23rd minute, Auburn's Trevor Acock was taken down in the box by a Sanford defender. The PK was awarded to Brie Foles, who converted the shot and put Auburn ahead 2-0. In the 69th minute, Auburn was able to capitalize on another free kick when Angeline Daly beat the Sanford keeper from 30 yards out, lifting the ball or lifting Auburn tally to 3-0. In the 81st minute, Jesse Giroux snagged Corey Loxley's throw in, dribbled past the Sanford defense, and capped Auburn's four goal performance on the road. Uh, Corey Loxley was credited with the assist on that goal. Uh, all told, Auburn had 17 shots, 9 on goal. Sanford had 4 shots, 0 on goal in that match. Uh, one amazing stat from this match is that Coach Hopper is ending her 20th, 20th season at Auburn, Drew. And this is the 15th time the Tigers have recorded a shutout in their opening match of the season. Uh, As with Coach Hapa as coach, to me, that tells me that given time, Coach Hapa can really develop a great game plan going into the matches.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I think Coach Hapa always sets up the team to perform well at the start of the season. It really does a good job of um, over-the-season adjustments. Uh, I I think we've commented on that over the past couple of years. So I I think it's just another um, hats-off performance to Coach Hapa and just how she gets the team prepared and just the hard work that her and the staff put in week in, week out, just putting together a game plan. I, I thought the Sanford game was phenomenal for sure. Uh, I thought the team played even, like just loads better than we were even anticipating. Not that we thought that they were going to do bad, but I thought. I think we both thought that Samford was going to be a little more difficult opponent, and Auburn swept them to the side in most respects, especially having a, a brand new defense for the most parts, having no shots on goal. I think that's a wonderful thing to hang your hat on going forward.
2: The offense, I'm going to come back to this, but the offense looked really aggressive against Sanford. We really put a lot of pressure on their defensive line and on their goalkeeper. Uh, I want to look at the USF match before we talk about individual and position performances. But I said before that we really needed to uh, needed this road win to really establish our season. Auburn went, went one, four, and three on the road last season with our lone win coming against Alabama. Uh, near the middle of our regular season the Tigers were able to begin their season on the road this year with a win and come out with a big time four goal win Drew
1: yeah I I thought they did wonderfully and one of the things we noted kind of in our preseason and something I hopped uh, or I harped on a lot last year was just the the shots on goal to shots ratio was always super super ridiculous there's a big gap in between Uh, I mentioned to you before we started recording, it was normally about 14% was the shots on goal to shots ratio last year, and actually both of these games were over 35%, with the Sanford game being right at 52%, shots shots on goal to shots, and I think that's really important. I know maybe not a lot of people like to have numbers thrown at them, but I think That's a really key stat, especially for a team that we wondered how they were going to score. It shows that they were doing a good job working the ball around, picking out their shots well. And I think we'll note a little bit later in the show when we start breaking down just kind of some of the stats that the girls had, we shared the ball very well. There was a lot of good assists over the weekend. And so I thought the offense uh, was primed and ready to go. And maybe a question mark that we had at the beginning of the season, if they keep performing like this, I think we may be seeing some Auburn records shattered as a team, um, just the way that they came out gunning to start off the season.
2: I want to bookmark that comment, and I want to talk about the USF match, but I want to come back to that, Drew. Uh, Auburn... Returned home on Sunday night to play number 18 USF, a ranked opponent. In the 21st minute, Trevor Acock tested the USF keeper, but shot, but the shot was knocked away. Jesse Giroux quickly corralled the rebound and put the Tigers on the scoreboard 1-0. Uh, Trevor Acock was assist, uh, was credited with the assist on that goal. The 59th minute. Brie Foltz and Rocio Sanders combined to work the ball into the box from a corner, which landed at the feet of Jalen Gatson, who quickly chipped the ball past the keeper, giving the Tigers the 2-0 score. Both Brie Foltz and Rocio Sanders were accredited with that assist. Uh, in the 89th minute, USF was awarded a corner kick, which the Bulls' Kelly Burney was able to head into the back of the net. Uh, the late score was just that. It was just too late. The Tigers marched off the pitch victorious with a final score of 2-1. to one. Uh, Auburn had 13 shots, 5 on net usf had 20 shots nine on net sarah lebeau had eight saves in this match uh i said i wanted to bookmark what you were talking about before drew and, and i want to talk about the offense now uh, i know there's only been two exhibition exhibition matches and two regular season matches but i feel like we're starting to see a kind of an offensive core to this team uh if i have my numbers right brief has three assists two goals trevor acock has one assist two goals Jesse Giroux has two goals. Angeline Daly has two goals. And Rocio Sanders has four assists. Uh, so we're seeing this this core. I'm seeing this offensive core with these names popping up again and again for goals and assists. Uh, Brie Folds, Trevor Acock, Jesse Giroux, Angeline Daly, and Rocio Sanders. And we've had some other goals. But one thing I kind of noticed last year is we kind of funneled the offense through just a, a few players. Um, mainly Kristen Dotson being our head, you know, Brie Folds. But when we do that, you know, the the opposing defense is able to just to crash down and concentrate on just a few players. But here we see it really spread out, and of course, I you know there are other names. Uh, Savannah Poulter last last week also scored. Um, but with that happening, we see that the defense can't just guard one or two players, and we see this spread out. Do you think that's one of the reasons for the better shot efficiency this year?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think just also with the list you name, you, you named five girls right there. Uh, I I think it offers a couple of things. I think it offers definitely you can have multiple players on the pitch at one time. That's just very difficult to guard, even for the best teams, Um, and especially very creative players like Bree Folds. And Rocio Sanders is always popping up in very dangerous spots making things happen. So I I, I think just from the sheer talent perspective that you can put that many players in good positions, um, they're always going to be able to create better shots. And I think Coach Hoppa is really – pushing them towards that and I also think just from the other side of it you can keep these girls fresh you can keep them rotating in and out so let's say you toss Bree Folds and Rocio Sanders up there and you may have Treva Aycock and uh, Jesse Guerrero and Angeline Daly on the bench at the time you can toss the other three on and take the other two off for some rest and constantly have fresh legs and that's something that's got to be terrifying for teams coming up is the fact that Coach Hoppa probably won't have all these players out on the field at one time, but be able to toss them onto the field fresh as can be and have them run full speed at at their defense. That's got to be just a scary thought for other teams, but, probably one of the most fun thoughts I have at this Auburn team going forward.
2: Coach Hoppe played 19 girls in this match. So, you know, she likes to do a lot of heavy rotation playing freshmen. We've talked about that a lot over the past two seasons. Um, So she does. uh, That's one of the dangers of facing a Coach Hoppe team is she has a very deep bench because she has a lot of people with a lot of experience. And here we see Angeline Daly is one of our freshmen and you see her, uh, grabbing uh, two goals. Rocio Sanders is a sophomore with four assists. So uh, she has a very experienced team, so that's one of the the dangers of Coach Hapa. Drew, are you seeing a more aggressive play style this year? I just really thought that the Sanford game really just showed us being really, really aggressive. We grabbed four goals. I believe that was the most we've had in an open or four goals, if I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, Do you see a more aggressive play style this year?
1: I, I think I think you definitely see a mentality of we're going to get goals and we're not going to look back. I, not that Auburn teams in the past have gotten their goals and tried to sit on their lead, but I know that can be a tendency in soccer all across the world is to get your one goal, get your two goals, and just kind of sit on your, on your laurels. And I, I think Coach Hoppe is just saying go out, score, go out, have fun, go out, play. And we're definitely seeing that, and just the creativity's flourishing. Um, just the the cohesiveness cohesiveness of that unit, and especially seeing a lot of these uh, players that are in the same grade, the same class, they came in together. So you like to see that chemistry that they're displaying so far.
2: Over the last two games, the Tigers were able to score four goals, or four of their six goals from set pieces, whether they were free kicks uh, off of the corner or on Brie Fold's, uh penalty kick conversion. This team is really quick in converting these set pieces also, and we are re- uh, we are really dangerous from the set piece. I know you were really impressed by the corner kick by Brie Folds and Rocio Sanders.
1: Yeah, for, for sure, and especially coming off a of World Cup where we saw England march to the semifinals, Mostly off of uh, free kick or dead ball goals um, or set pieces it, it's a it's a big part of the game I, I know Alexi Lawless one of the the us uh, former us player and also a, a us commentator for soccer, always talks about that you know if you can make your uh, make your set pieces count, you're gonna go really far and it can cover up a lot of weaknesses and I'm not saying Auburn's got a lot of weaknesses. But if you can make those chances count, there are reason they're called free kicks and corners are so dangerous. Like those, those are prime opportunities to score. And I know you mentioned that corner kick and Al Cotero and I were going back and forth on Twitter a little bit last night. There's so many things you can do from that. It was a short corner and you just see a little one-two between Rocio Sanders and a ball to the front post um, from Bree Folds. And I think that was just a wonderful just play in general. That's just a hard ball to stop. But ultimately, you can do so many other things. If Rocio Sanders sucks in some of those players, Bree Folds can still play that ball short post. You can play it back post. You can have someone lined up on the PK slot. Um, and even if that second defender gets sucked into the middle of the field somewhere, um, someone can ride the byline. And that's just a hard cross the face of the goal ball to stop. So I think Coach Hoppe is actually using the creativity of this team to her advantage this year. And I, th- I think it's going to be fun to see just the different ways Auburn puts the ball in the back of the net this year.
2: Yeah, even with this goal on film, there's still a lot she can do to to throw some wrinkles in there and and hopefully manufacture some more goals going forward. Uh just a note before we move on to the defense. Angeline Daly has had two goals from from 30 yards out drew.
1: Yeah, I mean, she, she is the uh just the rocket foot that we we got going there. Uh she, she's performing wonderfully. Uh I I always like seeing just good stunner uh, Golanzos from that far away, so hopefully she keeps that up. Uh, gets some Sports Center credit.
2: You know, you always compare Brie Foles to uh, our our Messi, our Auburn Messi. I need you to compare Angeline Daly to somebody. Was it David Luiz?
1: No, not David Luiz. David Luiz misses way too many of his shots nowadays. Uh, let's, man, who who to who to pick out? Uh, I mean, you got Harry Maguire, but he was more of a, a header in at the World Cup. I don't like. I don't think Beckham takes that beautiful of a free kick. Maybe they can all just be Auburn Messi. I mean, Auburn. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's always a good a good safe bet is to compare someone to Messi. Uh, we we can call her the the little um, Eden Hazard or William or something like that.
2: All right, I like that better. Yeah, not to, uh, no cop outs here. All right, so let's talk into the defense. Uh, we were able to come off the week with one shutout against Sanford and one near shutout against USF, uh, who scored in. in pretty much garbage time in the 89th minute. Uh, we did get beaten in the air for the second time in two weeks off the USF goal. Uh, what did you see on defense this week, Drew?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you're seeing, uh, I think you you had two really good games. Uh, like I mentioned, Sanford only had four shots and none on goal in the first game. USF uh, took 20 shots, had nine on goal. Sarah Lebeau, uh had eight wonderful saves, finally let one by there at the end. But I think you're seeing a, a defense that is, we're replacing players again from the year before, so you're seeing them start to gel. Uh, I thought they did a good job in both games. I'm not too worried about anything going forward. I think I think they're they're definitely figuring things out early, and I think Coach Hoppe was going to have them primed. We we got a lot of good warm up games before we really get into some of the meat of our schedule. So I I, I think defense looks fine for now. I, I I wouldn't say I'm super worried about anything.
2: I know you remember from last year, but it took a little bit for a few games, a few matches for our defense to gel. And then they were just stellar through the end of the season. Uh, So hopefully we see that again this year from our defense.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I think we have two good games just to kind of give them a little more time together, a little more um, time to gel. Uh, This week we we face UAB on Friday and Louisiana Lafayette um, on Sunday, both at home. Uh, we'll face UAB at 6.30 on Friday and Louisiana Lafayette at 2 p.m. that Sunday. Like I mentioned, both games you'll actually be able to stream on SEC+. Plus. So look forward to doing that. If you can get close to a TV or somewhere that's showing it, that'd be good. Uh, but let's just kind of look at our opponents coming up. Uh, USF, or not USF, sorry. We we just got done beating them. UAB uh, has started off the season 0-1. They lost to South Alabama at home. Uh, they did win their warm-up game against Jacksonville State, but we're going to be their very uh, their second game, so uh, they'll be coming to us. UAB wasn't a tournament team last year, but had a pretty decent season, ha- have a little bit of a threat going forward. Um, So, Peter, kind of what do you think about that UAB game? Do you think this is just a good n- another tune-up game to kind of get our legs underneath us or what?
2: Yeah, you know, for the season, so we're playing – Four teams in the state of Alabama this year, and this is the second one. And I predicted we'd go four zero in the state of Alabama and, and on the state of Alabama. And I, I hold true to that. We're going to beat UAB. I'm not really too worried. The only thing I'm worried about in this match is that's my anniversary, and I'm hoping I'll be able to watch the match.
1: <laughs> I I think you'll you may be able to sneak away just for a quick ninety minutes of of action. Um, but yeah, I, I think the I think the UAB game will be. Kind of just another warm up game. Like we said, that's on Friday at six thirty. Uh you can catch on SEC Network Plus. And as far as our game on Sunday, uh, we face the raging Cajuns of Louisiana Lafayette. And like I mentioned earlier, the old they played Old Miss this week and they lost zero to six down there in Oxford. They also face Sam Houston State, tied one one there at home. They'll face Northwestern State before they come visit us there in Auburn. Uh I hate to say it. Raging Cajuns aren't that raging in soccer. They weren't very good last year. Obviously don't see them being very good this year. They carried a five, ten, and two record last year. Uh I think this is gonna be Coach Hoppe. You you may see some of the players that she's still on the fence about. Not that they're not good or anything, but just kind of the ones she's really trying to figure out. And maybe this is the time you see a backup keeper come in once we had the game close off against the Raging Cajuns. I'm not super worried about that game. Peter, what do you think about that game?
2: I told you at the beginning of the podcast that I would have a bold prediction for you at the end of the podcast and, and here we are. You know, I looked up, you know, I said I was surprised that Brie Falls wasn't the SEC Offensive Player of the Week and I looked up who it was and it was the girl from Ole Miss and the big part of that was because they played the Raging Cajuns, they scored six goals she was on a lot of those goals, either goals or assists and so she was able to rack up a lot of points, and she earned that position. Uh, they, they didn't play as a tough schedule as we did last week uh, with Sanford and USF. But I think because we're playing UAB and the Raging Cajuns this week, my bold prediction is we're going to see an Auburn player on the off, on the SEC Offensive Player of the Week list next week. Uh, I don't really know who it's going to be. I think we're going to see somebody. Uh, but we got five girls right now playing really well on offense, and I think it's going to be one of those names.
1: You're you're gonna cop out like that and not tell us who it's gonna be, Peter? Come on, you gotta right. give me, gotta give me a name.
2: Well, Brefelds had two goals and, and one assist this week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Brefelds. I know that's the safe the safe pick, but still, I think it's gonna be Brefelds.
1: So Peter's going with the safe pick. Who who should I pick? Ah, uh, I, th- I I'm gonna I'm gonna go Rocio Sanders or Trevor Acock. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take two. Uh, you i can't take you two.
2: Pick one. I called
1: you out. So I'm, I'm I'm going both of those players because, really, that I can do whatever I want. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going with Trevor Acock or Rocio Sanders.
2: Man, um, I've been really impressed with how Rocio Sanders has been playing. Four assists in these last four matches. And, uh, you know, I really liked her last year. Uh, she had my favorite goal from last year. And so I could see her scoring a goal in the in one of these two matches this week.
1: Yeah, I – I love assists. Uh, assists, I think, are more fun to watch sometimes than goals. Um, so definitely, I, I, I loved her weekend. I love how she played this weekend. Brie knocking some assists around, too. That They both played wonderfully. The whole team played great. Um, just kind of a note that I was looking at as we kind of transition out, just talking about these games maybe going forward, something to look at. We gave up um, seven corners against Sanford. That may be something – to look at, I don't know how many we gave up against um, USF. Let me actually get that stat. Uh, that could be something to watch going forward. Just give maybe giving up too many corners. Uh, we gave up six corners against USF, so that may be something to look at. Uh, that could be dangerous going forward. Uh, we'll see what that what that looks like going forward. Uh, that was just something that caught my eye. Great games this weekend. Looking forward to facing UAB another in-state game, and um, Louisiana Lafayette at home this week. If you're there in Auburn, I would highly recommend you get out and support this team, watch them. Um, Admissions uh, free, I believe, Peter, you know anything about that? I Emission, think it's yeah, it's free. Yeah, so go out and enjoy these games. Uh, go cheer this team on. I think this is going to be a very special year. I know we see, say that every year, but every year is special when you get to cheer on the Tigers. So definitely excited to see what this team's going to do. You got anything to add before we – uh, call it a night peter
2: i do next week we'll be back and we'll be talking about being 4-0 and
1: yeah hopefully so uh, if you want to catch us on twitter uh, we'll definitely be tweeting out the games you can follow e2c network there on twitter or you can follow me at drew underscore hoop h-o-o-p zero two on the Twitter, Peter, where can they find you in the Twitterverse?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S E M I N A R Y S G R D A D Y, or on Facebook on the Auburn discussion page. I'm on there all the time. Uh, just look me up.
1: Yeah, so definitely looking forward to that. Looking forward to talking to you at 4 0 next week, Peter. But until next time, War Eagle.
2: War Eagle.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Stoppage Time on the E2C Network. Now it's time for us to hear from you, the listener, and here's your question for this edition of Stoppage Time. With the recent wins over South Florida and Sanford, I'm interested to know from you which of those two wins for Auburn's beginning of the season most impressed you. If you go to E2Cnetwork.com under the episode notes and let us know there in the comments section, we'd be happy to hear from you.